0: Welcome to Unity of Tucson. And now I should tell you the artist who wrote that song, because I didn't tell you before, I I started singing the song, I thought I didn't say who that was. Uh, His name is Martin Kerr and uh yeah he's a lovely lovely man his his uh his background is baha'i but he sings at a lot of the new thought churches in canada and deeply grateful for his presence in the world and who he shows up as and i that song just the whole song just reminding us all that each and every one of us are genius we are genius we are all genius and we should never ever negate the fact that that is the core of our beingness so i wanted to start today in my message by asking this question. Actually, several questions. I often start by asking several questions. Rhetorical questions, yes. Although if I ever ask for a question that I want a response to, I'll usually let you know. <laughs> but the response for this, I, just see what comes up in your mind as these questions are presented. What is the authentic creative genius in you? Just check in with yourself. What is the authentic creative genius in you? Do you recognize that you are genius? Can you recognize that you are genius? Is that part of your paradigm? your consideration, your mental construct, to accept the fact that you are inherently genius. And you don't have to be a member of Mensa to claim your genius status. <laughs> Although I did take the test, that, I, t- <laughs> I took the practice test for Mensa this week. <laughs> I don't know why I just felt like, hey, well, this is something that looks like it could be fun to do. It was hard. <laughs> It's Yeah, it is. It, yeah right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a great, I don't know if any of you are familiar with TED Talks. There's a great TED Talk, it, it's, gosh, it's gotta be 15, 15 years old now. Uh, the author, Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah. Um, she, she gave this talk about uncovering your authentic genius as a TED talk once. And you know one of the things that she was very clear to define is to say, genius actually is not something we are. Which is surprising to people, right? Because she works with this, within this paradigm that genius is the creative energy of the universe. Genius is the creative energy of the universe, and we all have access to it. We all have the capacity to flow with that creative genius that is the universe. She, she, she talks about in ancient Roman times that genius was basically an attendant spirit, right? This, this thing, this attendant spirit that was present with each and every one of us from our time of birth. And that to the degree that we are actually listening to genius, which is, you know, if we put it into new thought terms, it's allowing, a re, uh, it is allowing ourselves to tap into intuition, that life actually gets easier. So do you recognize that you are, have, can be, are tapped into genius? That's really what today is mostly gonna be about. Do you recognize that for yourself? Or do you say, oh, no, that's not me. I can't possibly be, I can't possibly put myself up and honor myself as the magnificent genius that I am, because then people will think ill of me because I am puffing my chest out and being boastful and prideful. Let that go. Let it go. It is not serving you. It is not serving you. You know, in childhood, In childhood, we tap into our genius pretty easily and we are socialized to let that go. But in childhood, oh, the genius that is who and what we are and the genius that we have attendant with us from birth is letting itself be known through joy and through play. When do we decide to get rid of all that in our lives? You know, we are socialized into a construct that says we must go out and make a living, and we must be very businesslike and serious all the time. Anyone ever have that experience? Every, anyone ever? Like... <laughs> you know, when I was, um, before becoming a minister, I was primarily a uh, theater professional mostly an actor, but I did other things. I produced, I directed, I did design work as well. And the shows that I always preferred to work on were the ones which tapped into a sense of playfulness. You know, as serious as a Tennessee Williams play can be, there can be a sense of playfulness behind the experience and actually creates a much more vivid experience in theater. So finding that playfulness within all of it is genius. Um, there's a play that, I, that is a favorite of mine. I, I guarantee you uh, all, but maybe th- two, two or three of you in the room will have ever heard of this play. It's a play called Yo Ho Ho, A Pirate's Christmas. And the reason I bring that up is because it is, a, it is geared towards families, it's geared towards young audiences, and it was one of my favorite shows ever to do in my life, because, well, partially, because I got to be this crazy pirate captain. Arr, I get to play the pirate captain all the time. And um, the, the, the premise of the show is that these pirates, through a navigational error, found themselves at the North Pole. <laughs> and they didn't know what to make of it. So they decide, hey, look, there's all these toys and games and things. There's lots of, uh, there's lots of f- things of value here. We're going to steal all of those. So, of course, they're threatening Christmas, um, and, and the, 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 the character that saves the day is a young six-year-old elf named Eve. Christmas Eve, get it? <laughs> I did that show every holiday for about eight years, running, um, and always grateful to do it. But I loved doing it because, literally, I got to throw all my own seriousness out the window every single performance. And we did like nine shows a week. <sighs> did a lot of shows. And, you know, I would get to swing on ropes and you know sing and dance and, and a sword fight with Santa Claus and everything. <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But just tapping into that sense of play, when was the last time that you actually tapped into that kind of sense of joyful playfulness? That's just as important to our spiritual practice than meditation. Just as important. That's tapping into our genius. Gene Houston, you know who Gene Houston is, yes? He's a philosopher and... Uh, Uh, glorious, glorious light in this world. She, She wrote this. The core of each human being, that is the core of each and every one of us, the core of each human being is the original creative genius of the universe. We are therefore lensing of God, the lensing of God's stuff on earth. What does that mean, the lensing of God's stuff? There is an infinite creative power, an infinite creative presence, an infinite creative energy. We're gonna call that genius today. And as we set our intentions into motion through our mind, through our conscious use of this energy, we actually lens, which is to say we focus that into the expression and experience of our lives. But we should, never, we should never negate the fact that we are part of this infinite wholeness. That's why this philosophy, this organization is called unity. It's inclusive of all that is. That's the core of our being. It's not something to possess. Because sometimes I think what happens is if we think we can possess genius, it ends up possessing us. It ends up being something that we become subject to, some idea, rather than <sighs> living the allness freely and playfully. Ralph Waldo Emerson, brilliant. You know who Ralph, so I've gone, Gene Houston, Ralph Waldo Emerson, and Yo Ho Hoa Pirates Christmas. It's an important today. Emerson said this, wrote this, I am ashamed to think how easily we capitulate to badges and names, to large societies and dead institutions. That's letting go of your genius. When you capitulate to the effects of the world and think that they somehow have power over you. You are the one creating your experience. Each and every one of us is the one creating our experience. And to understand that and to live that is genius. This week on my weekly video, the Midday Mindful Moment on Facebook, just as a side note, I'm gonna be out of the country starting Wednesday, so there will not be a Midday Mindful Moment Wednesday through the following Wednesday. And I'll tell you what's happening at service next week because now, now everybody's going, well, are you gonna be here at Sunday? No, I'm not. I'll tell you about that later. This week on my Midday Mindful Moment, I brought up this notion, thank you to Anita, for sending me a text message. When I was late coming online, she just said, nudge. (laughs) N-U-D-G-E. And I thought, oh, that's a perfect, perfect uh, message. So that video was about nudge that day. But it fits in perfectly here today, nudge. Never underestimate divine guidance emerging. I cannot take credit for that. <laughs> I did not coin this acronym. Uh, that was, this is an acronym that was, that was uh, coined by my mentor in ministry, Dr. James Mellon. However, I've changed it for today. Never underestimate divine genius emerging because at all times, divine genius is emerging by means of each and every one of us, whether we want it to or not. The question becomes, are we choosing to direct that genius into the expression and experience of our lives or are we just going to let it go willy-nilly and see what happens, see what comes up? Because it may be good, it may be what we call bad. But let's choose to direct it and focus it. Yeah. Because as we do that, life just gets better. So stop thinking of genius as something you don't have or that you can have. Step into the truth that genius is who you are. But we are very quick to quell it all, right? Yes, that's all learned behavior. It's just learned behavior. Society tells us, advertising tells us, our parents tell us, our teachers tell us, everything tells us, squash it down. Let, it, let that idea go. How do we release the grip of this consciousness that we have many of us have taken on that, 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 that quells the genius? Well, that is to the title of today 's talk: Enlighten up Enlighten up How do we and lighten up, you know, obviously it's a play on words. Lighten up really is what I'm, you know, to lighten up. Just let it, let's lighten up. Well, to enlighten up, we do have to lighten up for one. We have to stop with this idea that everything has to be serious all the time. We can, we can be serious about spiritual practice, and allow it to be fun at the same time. Part of my whole ministry is to have high-energy, entertaining Sundays, because if church isn't fun, then what's the point? (laughs) Not everybody resonates with that, and I'm okay with that. But I just want to have a good time. I want to have a good time. Because as Thomas Troward says, the one thing that is most important in life is joy. That is absolutely allowing the God essence and energy that is who and what we are to be fully expressed no matter what. Joy is what it's all about. If there is one purpose in life, it is joy. To live life in joy, as joy, with joy. Amen. (laughs) So the message really today to enlighten up is to encourage this. Find ways this week to engage yourself in play as a spiritual practice. And don't beat yourself up for it. Because here's what happens, like I'm gonna engage in play, but I should be really working on that document that was due at work, but no, I'm gonna engage in play. No, I gotta do no nope. engage in play. Find time to play this week. Find time to live from joy with joy. I mean, how often, how often do you let go of the things that you have to do to engage with the things that you want to do? I know, I have a real hard, actually, Laura will tell you, Laura is also the president of our board. And she will tell you that it's been a bit of a, butting heads with me in particular, to not work so darn hard all the time. I am what they call a workaholic. I let go of play and I work. But I'm here to say, we've got to engage in more play more frequently all the time. So how do we do this? How do we engage in play without feeling guilty? Well, first of all, decide that play is just as important, if not more important, than the work you need to do. Absolutely, yes, you've got to do that. Today, to enlighten up, which of course is lightening up in an enlightening way, I'm calling on all of us to find more play time. Now, I was in California. <laughs> last week remember, remember last Sunday I said I just I just flew in and boy my arms tired. No, I flew I flew in last Saturday when the storm was happening and they got delayed and everything and we were several hours late for landing and I was exhausted last Sunday. It's because we were flying in from my having gone to California to do uh, to officiate a wedding. Well, It was a wedding party of eight. We were all staying in the same cabin up in um, Fort Bragg, California, on the northern, uh, uh, heading towards the northern coast. And it was kind of an open air loft idea. The night before the wedding, I decided that as the minister, I should really get some good rest. So I went up to my loft, and I went to bed, and I said, enjoy the evening, but what I didn't know is how much they were going to enjoy the evening. (laughs) At about midnight, (laughs) you know the game catchphrase, it's a little electronic device, it's like password but there's a countdown clock, and so it's really exciting, it gets very tense, and as you hit the button, a word will come up, and you have to describe it to your partner, and they have to guess what the word is, but there are certain rules. You can't use any part of the word. You can't say, it starts with (laughs) T. You can't use that. It starts with T and rhymes with honey, which I don't know what word that would be. It's just what came up uh, up in my mind. (laughs) But the reason that I'm telling you this is because they started this game at midnight, and it's like we're all in the same room because it's a loft style cabin. <laughs> and so I'm trying to sleep, and they get so rambunctious, and they're screaming and yelling, and I'm just sitting there stewing. I'm like, I can't believe that mm, I'm trying to sleep here, and they're not letting me sleep. And so, you know, I was not engaged in a consciousness of play at that moment. <laughs> and I let it get to me and I let it get to me, and I let it get to me. At about four o'clock, they finally wound the game down, four a.m., and I was finally able to close my eyes and get some sleep. But I'll tell you what, the next morning, I made sure they all knew how upset I was, that they were all playing. But I had a change of heart, I had a change of mind through that experience that day. As the day wore on, I thought to myself, why am I berating them for doing one of the things I teach, which is to enjoy life? Irrespective, I mean, you know, there are other ways that I could have dealt with my sleep needs, but I could just as easily have stepped into that experience of play. And in retrospect, I wish I had. I really do wish I had. Yeah, I would have been up till 4 o'clock in the morning. I could have still gotten my beauty sleep because the wedding the next day was at 5.30 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> we got to find ways of lightening up. we got to find ways of letting go of the, mag- of, the, of the maddening ways that we berate other people for the lightness that they are expressing and experiencing. I gotta find these ways. Let us find new ways to exuberantly express our being. Let us find new ways to be carefree. I'm gonna invite us all to this week, be really on the lookout for the ways in which we quell that or diminish the playful side by telling people, oh, I can't engage in that because I'm busy. Or I can't engage in that, it would be irresponsible Here's a real play killer. Oh, I can't do that. That's silly. (laughs) If you hear yourself saying that in any way this week, rethink that. It's the whole point of new thought, to create a new thought, to rethink, to come up with a new idea. Dare to be silly. Dare to be silly. Create with abandon. Laugh out loud and laugh Often And lightening up is a path to full genius expression. So take to heart today that you will play this week. Let us take our bloated nothingness out of the path of the divine circuits, as Emerson says, and engage in something a little more lighthearted and a little more fun, because that's what I am here to discover, more fun peace and blessings to you. You are magnificent. I bet you can't guess what the homework is this week. (laughs) Trying to keep it simple find a new way to lighten up find a new way to enlighten up find ways of engaging in play in some way in some way or in a new way if you're somebody who normally engages in play find a new way to engage in play that's the homework this week hi this is reverend jonathan zens and i want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my sunday message Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.